You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. To the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters podcast. My name is Ian, the well-informed. I'm here with Phil, the Philip Adger, correct? Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> and Kathy, the CSA. Hola. Hola. Um, uh, why um, are you saying Excelsior? That could only mean one thing. Could only mean one thing. We we need to find a new Stanley. We need to find a new person oh, yeah, that has that. one name as two names. <laughs> no. Yes, um, I, I'm sure that it's been unavoidable. Um, Stanley passed away earlier this week, yeah. and uh, there was much crying in the in the in the comic and uh, nerd media community. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, I should have posted. Could have posted. I kind of did not, uh, just because hard to say that. Hey, hard to have a unique um, take on that. I think topic. Every, every, anything that can be said about Stan has been said and been said much better. But uh, you know, there's there's a whole host of folks, and there's been a whole host of uh, touching tributes that I've seen posted from the, you know, just people. Out in the out in the community, um, to stars of the Avengers, um, and uh, they've all they've all been touching in their own way. Yeah, they, they that um, Marvel as it is now, um, it has um, to one level created a lot of jobs, and mm-hmm. and my only thing that I can say the benefit to say would be a good gesture um he passed on veterans day so it would have been a good gesture to post like captain america pictures <laughs> he actually uh, he actually died on monday which was the day after veterans day but close enough close enough the day we were celebrating veterans day mhm and for those and it is actually apropos because stanley was an army veteran um one of the few uh, playwrights employed by the by the military during World War II. I, <laughs> that's good information. I did not know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys wait? Do you guys give him the pass for not um, trusting people with two first names? Does he get the uh, pass? He gets the pass without the, saying. Okay. <laughs> he gets a pass because his two names become one. Okay. His two names become one. He is the one superhero to rule them all. <laughs> Just to rip on um, Lord of the Rings there. But, <laughs> but no. Like, um, but we could talk about Stanley for our whole hour. But you've got a whole host, a whole list of topics here, Ian. So, hey, we, well, we have – we have 15 other topics. <laughs> <laughs> and oddly enough, you don't have Stan Lee on this list. I, I, 
I kind of left that up to you, <laughs> but uh, but no, like with Stan Lee, I've always thought of uh, there's DC and then there's Marvel. DC, the character that I would say I am most like is the Green Lantern, but in terms of Marvel, it has a, it's more inclusive than DC. So I've always liked it, that. Um, that series or universe more than the other, but yeah, I don't know <laughs> if you want to add. Um, well, no, I'm not the biggest Marvel uh, fanboy, but I've always enjoyed Marvel more than uh, DC. You know, even going back to the '90s. Um, but uh, and uh, you know, Stan was a big part of that and making it what it what what it was at that time and. Have creating the rich, rich, rich history to uh, dive back into that has uh, spoken to a lot of folks um, in various ways throughout the years. I think that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Kathy, do you have anything? I, I always – Spider-Man was always my favorite and I'm using air quotes for that because you guys know I'm the youngest of five siblings and – each sibling in a family can kind of get like one favorite. Like I remember my sister was Fantastic Four and then someone else had Superman. So being the, the youngest, Spider-Man was all that was left. So I embraced so, Spider-Man. So that, that favorite was assigned to you is what you were saying? I kind of took what was left and I ran with it <laughs> and it just kind of continued my whole life. It was like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man, you know. So I'm talking back like in the 60s, you know, when – when but there yeah. weren't as many favorites to go around. Yeah, and so so Spider Man was mine, so I have a little special place for Stanley and Spider Man. Yeah, um Spider Man, your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm Everybody not gonna gets sing one. it, but I can hear it in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> what I'll always remember about Spider Man is everybody gets one. Uh, everyone gets <laughs> it's like um it's like um the new um Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. To a level, you can always you can there's one for each person, but unless you want to play Waluigi, <laughs> unless you want to play Waluigi, yes, <laughs> maybe next year with uh, DLC, but let's okay. hope, let's, let's hope, let's hope, yes, but no, um, but uh, you uh, you went to Yumacon a couple weeks ago, didn't you, Ian? Yes, I went to Yomacon and I set up a panel and um, shenanigans happened uh, on the cost of um, – on my end. <laughs> so I'm surprise. Not, oh, oh, surprise. Um, so um, I have a long history with Yomacon going to see a group called Team Four Star. They are – well known for Dragon Ball Z abridged and unfortunately they were scheduled over my panel so I had a choice between going to my panel and going to see them <laughs> and they ended up going to see them <laughs> so, so folks who showed up for your panel wound up coming to an empty room with nobody sitting in front no there was there was Brad from 8-Bit Waffles or The Breakfast Table and Ryan from Let's Hear It From Trainer, which they've both been um, guests here. But uh, uh, 
but then there was another guy named Mike. So I thank them for keeping that panel alive. I heard that there was um, 30 to 40 people there. That's the biggest panel that <laughs> I planned out. <laughs> so Good job, Ian. Good job. <laughs> That's a bit more people than attended at a PenguinCon, so. Yeah, just – it's bigger than the six that we had. <laughs> if we counted ourselves and the four other guests, uh, the other people, so. And the guy running the lights. And the guy running the lights. Uh. So what was the panel that you ditched? What was that one on? It was called The Idiot's Guide to Microtransactions. <gasps> so. You would have been good there. I would have been good there, but they had to schedule over <laughs> something I never miss. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but how many panels did you have that that you did show up for? All of them except this one. <laughs> yep. Every panel that I've signed up for, I've been there, and this was the. Um, should I say the exception to the rule? So it was more of I was playing an oversight, and I'm happy for that little bitter. Um, yeah, it'll have to. Um, that story will have to probably um, go on another podcast called Tales of the Con Side. But, um, but no. Um, do you want to tell us about the panels you did do? Um, that was the only panel that was at Yomacon. Oh, that was oh. That was the only one. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, that was unfortunate that they had to do that scheduling, though. But I'm sure the scheduling is a lot tougher with the crowd size. The yeah, they um, a little bit of detail. Um, a with Yomacon. They have two different buildings, the Renaissance Center and um, Kobo. And so my panel was at the Renaissance. They try to have a massive amount of panels at the Renaissance and not as many at Kobo. And though, uh, Kobo has the bigger panels <laughs> that have like a maybe like a statewide or national audience. <laughs> so. So they wanted to have – they couldn't, like, reschedule the time. I asked for half an hour, but they couldn't do it, so. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot tougher. Yeah. They couldn't hold um, 18 panels within an hour's time. <laughs> they, right. So is that why uh, – is that why uh, Sony's considering dropping out of uh, E3 next year? Is that – um, that's more of they're playing a victim <laughs> to a sense um, none of um, I do not represent Sony <laughs> or um, condone any of the stuff that Sony does I'm not a part of them um, but uh I think it has to do with the technology has kind of caught up with people. They've went um, too hard, too fast. Mm -hmm. 
And so um, there may not um, uh, next year would be around the time that they would announce a PlayStation Five. And then you know the rumors are continuing to swirl on that. So, um, yeah, supposedly they're going to announce PlayStation Five at next year's PlayStation Experience Expo, which would be about this time in 2019. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I, I'm quite happy with my PlayStation 4. I don't need a PlayStation 5 right now. Although I know they'll put God of War 2 on there and make me have to get that. <laughs> I just know it. Yeah, you'll be like a little boy when you get that game right. <laughs> boy. 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 <laughs> um, for those who don't know, um, you probably don't know um, the newest For God sure, of War. I don't know. A in the new God of War game, um, like once every, I being three pas- seconds. Um, once right. every three seconds, um, Kratos, the God of War, um, says to his son, "Come here, boy." <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like we're exaggerating, but uh, if you find the supercut on it, it will it will feel accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not played the game, but I have heard that. Oh, that's it's really good. It's really good. Really good. Uh, oh neck boy! And ne- neck and neck with uh, <laughs> neck and neck with Spider-Man for a uh, game of the year, in my opinion. Neck and neck with. <laughs> <laughs> nice, like, and you had talked a little bit about how you like Spider-Man, <laughs> but oh. I don't even know if there is and, a Spider-Man game. <laughs> Oh, if you do get the chance, uh, check out the uh, Stanley cameo in the new Spider-Man game. It was it's a re- it was it's by far well, I think one of my favorite Stanley cameos of all time. Um, you will have to send me the link to that because. Um, <laughs> oh, it's on YouTube. I'm it's sure on you can YouTube. find. All right. Um. So, do we want to skip to a different? Um, topic and talk more about um, um, proposals and those type of topics. Sure. I mean, you hear about the uh, passing of um, Prop 3, and do you know what it is? <laughs> That's supposed to uh, simplify access for uh, for getting registered to vote in the state of Michigan, if I believe. Yes, and uh, for most people who um, want early access to games and um, want to have things um, um, access-wise be a little bit easier, this helps them to a level, right? That's right. Yep, it also uh, allows uh, no no reason absentee voting um, in uh, which. Um, and then there was some other uh, – something else added aloud that I don't remember um, off the top of my head. Um, but, uh, yeah, those were the two items that stuck out to me and both of them good things and it's good that it passed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Kathy, do you, um, um, what, who does Prop 3 help out the most though? The homeless. The homeless. Seriously? So. Um, but how? Like, now they, aren't they 
already able to vote? <laughs> no, because they don't have an address. They do not have an address. Um, so now they don't need one to vote. Yeah. Um, one of the <laughs> – and you're right. One of the biggest problems with um, voting in this country is that um, a lot of people like who um, um, who are like the uh, – Ballot people think that a person needs a um, a uh, a Michigan license is able to drive and also um, well has to have a home. But within this prop, it says that they need a state ID, and um, why that works is because in order to get a state ID. You have to first prove that you have something like SSI or a W-2 in order to get it. So this uh, method is fairly airtight in terms of um, there won't be much fraud and also um, will make it so people who are homeless have – very easy access to be able to vote this time around. <laughs> I mean, now will a, the, will this uh, prop? Will this let me vote and then go out to my car, put on a disguise, and come back in and vote again? <laughs> You'll still have to show your <laughs> no. state ID. Oh, so. so I'm going to have to get an ID for every one of my costumes then. <laughs> Yeah, um, you'll have. I to. I guess I'm going to have to move to Florida to make that scheme work. <laughs> Yes and no. <laughs> um, shenanigans, I tell you. Shenanigans. <laughs> no, Michiganians or oh, yeah, Michiganders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, Michigan shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. And, uh, um, and then uh, you also wanted to talk about Prop Prop One, which also passed in Michigan. Um, we could. Um. um what is Prop One, though? Uh, Prop One was the uh, was the proposal to legalize the recreational use of marijuana, not just the medicinal use. And that, and that, to a level, is um, somewhat of a good thing because it um, um, the benefits are it helps people who have. Um, What's it called? Like, say they have asthma or mitochondrial disease or stuff like they have hard breathing problems. Um, this will help them out. This does not, however, um, it's still illegal to try and sell it, <laughs> but it is unless you get unless you were to buy it from a legal legal uh, li- licensed dispensary, or you can grow your own. Yeah. So it does make things a bit easier. Plus, I, plus, there's the benefit, too, of, you know, frees up our police resources from uh, away from a, from a losing war on drugs. Yeah. I mean, all we have to worry now is about um, uh, less focus on um, marijuana and more. Um, concentration on swatting, right? That's right. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, you don't swatting. know what's... Um, um, 
what it's mostly used to do. Um, uh, what generally happens um, now is that um, people who uh, post on like YouTube live stream or Twitch TV, um, people will find out where a person lives. And so then that mm. person will call the cops and say that there's a hostage situation there's or something else right. that requires a heavy police response. Right. Yeah. So hey, that's a definite no-no. <laughs> um, so you mean they find out people who are like growing weed or something like that and then they turn them in? Well, no. This no, no, generally no. will happen to, gamer, to gamers who, who live stream um, or, you know, somebody else you play against on Xbox One or Xbox Live or maybe even PlayStation Network. Is, what? You know, yeah. And then they didn't – something about they – they're you know they're a sore loser or they didn't like the way you played the game or something like to that effect. Wow. Um, you know one of those things where this type of response seems totally out of line. Now there has to be a way to trace back to that call. Like if you call nine one one with an issue, there's there's they they can call you back if the call is dropped. So there has to be a way to trace that back to the person who did it. So what are the consequences for these people who are calling in false hostage situations against people they're losing to in a game? You guys are blowing my mind right now. Well, and it can happen too, you know. You know, police don't know when the when the when they receive the call for the hostage situation whether or not it's fake, so they send out the SWAT team and they're you know, they're primed to uh, shoot first and ask questions later. Um, to kind of diffuse the situation. So, have you? Has there been? There's been multiple cases. Like, there's been deaths or um, yep. injuries, and, and people have died from this too. Yeah, because <laughs> um, they couldn't. Um, the person who was um, uh, live streaming um, couldn't diffuse the situation, and the um, the police officer or SWAT team thought he was a threat, and so um, rest is history. Um, okay, but yeah, that is like yeah, the well, most I think bizarre. One of the, I think one of the most famous cases of this. Um, I think the guy lived out either in Iowa or Kansas, um, but the threat was called in by someone from who lived in California, and he wound up having the wrong address for the person he was targeting. So this innocent person wound up getting killed um, for the reasons Ian said they was doing something and the then the SWAT team thought he was going for a gun and ended up killing him. Wow. Um, okay, I'm going to go back to my original thought on this. Now then what were the repercussions for the idiot? I you know I'm going to swear right now, but I'm going to try really hard not to. Um, that made the phone call from California. Well, he actually just – it was back in the news this week because he wound up pleading guilty to, I think, manslaughter charges. He's going to spend some serious time in jail now. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that makes it any better for the man who was killed for no reason. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is – to me is – I don't think people get it. They, they get this stupid idea in their head and they don't realize how far this can go. Because, um, you know, they just call it in for the lulls. 
<laughs> they do it just um, there's no negative repercussion from it. <laughs> and so Well, that's what they think. So I'm really glad to hear that there there is. As well there should be. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a way to to trace it all back, but hopefully this will there, put an end to this. There, yeah, there I mean, yeah, it can be traced back after the fact, but after the fact, right, but But, you know, it's, to me at least usually that, yeah, usually by then it's too late. Yeah, but just knowing now, people knowing now that there are serious repercussions, mm-hmm. I would hope that that would tone down this ridiculous behavior quite a bit. You know, and this discussion's not to say that this happens a lot, but the cases are so outlandish that they wound up making the news. So it just seems like more than it is, but it does happen. Yeah, it, <laughs> it shouldn't happen, and there should be a uh, swifter repercussion <laughs> um, to that effect. Um, a people should not be dying due to a SWAT team um, coming to your house because someone else thought that <laughs> um, um, someone else didn't like you. <laughs> so. That shouldn't be happening. <laughs> Agreed. Um, we need a happier topic. We um, we need a happier topic. All right. Um, um, last um, Monday, I um, went to a Tenacious D concert. <laughs> um, I don't know how much um, if you are fans of them or not. <laughs> I mean, they they don't do the best song in the world, but they do do a tribute to it. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying to um, get within the first row so I could get them to say "it" in the D instead of "we are the D." <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, no, um, that concert was pretty good. They kind of had a lot of. Um, a lot of animation, like they had the had the segment called post apocalypto uh, post uh, It's going to be hard to say. Uh, post apocalypto. <laughs> That's it. Got it. Um, and then they did that, and then their greatest hits from um, mostly their movie Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. It's a great movie. It's a, it's a great movie that deserves um, more respect than it currently gets. <laughs> I remember before I saw it, um, I had heard nothing but bad things about it. But you know, when I finally got a chance to uh, sit down and watch it, both my wife and I thought it was really good. But you know, we're both fans of Tenacious D, so we do come out from a biased perspective. But we thought it was we thought it was good. It was a good time. It's. It's one of the few movies or even media that has Ronnie James Dio when he was still alive mm-hmm. and Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, um, a A-plus talent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a movie, but no, I um, – um, that was um, – Really fun, and you said that um, you like them a lot. Um, 
because I, I like them mainly because they are a uh, they're a parody like tribute mm-hmm. or um, you cannot beat the metal. The metal will live on. <laughs> the metal does live on. Yeah. Um, punk rock tried to defile the metal, but <laughs> but. No, um, you said that you. But wanted... did you ever find out the secret of Wonder Boy's powers? No, I never did. <sighs> no, I wonder why. Uh, for lack of a better joke. Um, <laughs> uh, all it needs is, um, I don't know. Um, I love that concert. Uh-huh. Ordered tickets the day they came out. So, <laughs> but, no. Right. Um, do we have? Have, have you? Have you see, was this your first time seeing them in concert? Yes, this is my first time seeing them. Um, they were at the Fillmore. I've been there a few times before. Mm-hmm. Um, um, surprisingly, um, it the crowd was. Um, I've went there. Yeah. The last time I went there was um, for Markiplier, the "You're Welcome" tour, and that um, the amount of people there were um, probably twice as many that opening line. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "This isn't even that long." <laughs> I I'm outside for half an hour, and that's it. How cool! Yay! But um. But yeah, um, great concert. I don't get to go to many concerts. Um, let's see. Do we? Um, I don't have many other um, good topics, like happy go round <laughs> topics. Um, do we? Um, and I know you'll say no. Um, do we want to talk about Diablo Immortal? <laughs> Hold on. I don't have a phone, so I can't play it. <laughs> I'm probably the only person in America who can't play it. Oh, shoot. I mean, I thought that they were a um, – I thought they were a PC gaming company, though. Apparently not anymore. Pa- apparently <laughs> not anymore. Um, um, so, yeah, Kathy, if you um, – I don't know if you want to, but if you have a phone and you want to play something that shows blood and gore, you can now you can now play that on your mobile phone. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You just no. hit all the benchmarks of what I don't want. Pretty uh. much none of that. None of it. Aww. Yeah, so to say the uh, announcement for this missed the mark is uh, putting it mildly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we could say the joke that it went to hell in a handbasket, but it's too easy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to get a phone if I want to play this, so. At the (laughs) handbasket. Keep my phone in the handbasket. Ah, <laughs> oh, but until then, I guess uh, I've got to. I got to guess. I hear something about a new Fallout game. Um, that was 
40 years ago that oh. that game came out. Oh, yeah. Um, 40, 42 years, wasn't it? Because it's Fallout 76, right? Yeah. To uh, so celebrate it's... the bicentennial of America? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, all I hear is that it's um, this game called Fallout 76 uh, plays like it's a barren wasteland. <laughs> oh, so it's maybe more like 2076 after the bombs drop, after uh, North Korea finally sneaks, sneaks a nuke on us. I don't – I don't like the hype – I don't like making predictions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like making predictions like that. Um, let's think. Um, we have enough um, stuff we don't talk about, like politics. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, Even though we spent like 20, 20 minutes on Prop 1 and 3 here, so. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's more of um, things that our podcast a little bit of exception because it right. helps um, um, because we're a disability awareness podcast and that information is valuable to them. So. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not hearing good things about this new Fallout 76, so maybe maybe I'll skip it. I mean, I hear that it's uh, less. Uh, it's a more boring game than me walking from the studio back home. <laughs> that would be pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, just two hours of just walking back home from here. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I'd rather not. Um, there is, from what I've seen, there isn't a whole lot of content anywhere. It's like, you know, it's in, I think it's, it's designed to be an all online only game. So it's really, uh, you know, Bethesda's kind of counting on players to generate content, which is kind of lazy, in my opinion. It's, it's a lot like the, um, SimCity game that, uh, came out for EA, I think it was SimCity 4 or something, where there was nothing there, <laughs> and this, it was online only. Even though it was single player? It was single I, player. I know. I skipped, I skipped out on that. I was kind of done with SimCity by that time. Um, never really, never thought about trying out, but God, jolly gee, I did have some popcorn to uh, kind of watch the drama unfold with that. Um, you wanted to get some popcorn for the fallout? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. But no, it's still not as bad as Diablo, though. (laughs) Totally missing the mark on who their customers are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is one of the things you kind of have to do if you're a business and you want to continue businessing. Yeah. Um, Um... yeah, um, but do we, um, to a level, do we um, want to speak more about uh, – which one do we want to talk about? Because we um, don't have a whole lot of time. Do we want to talk about um, 
um, the EU and what they're trying to do with copyright, or do we want to talk a little bit about MCNs? <laughs> Uh, I haven't been following either story very closely, so I think it's Ian's pick at this point. Unless Kathy, do you have any ideas? You have. No. I I don't know what either one of those are. So. All right. Um, let's see. Um, so there's this. Um, I'm gonna try and be really clear about this. There's this company. It's called Defy Media, and. Um, over the last couple of weeks, what they've uh, essentially done is they have um, let go of a lot of their content creators. Um, their con- one of them being a um, a really big one on YouTube, like top ten YouTube channels. Period. Called Smosh. That. Uh, um, brings a lot into their um, brings in a lot of views. They do a lot of uh, videos that are like, what if Pokemon were real or <laughs> things along that nature. And I think that you would like it. I liked it for a time, but then I kind of um, um, I haven't been watching them as of recently. It's been a year or so, but um, a lot of these uh, um, bigger um, YouTube channels have disbanded from this multi-channel network called Defy Media, and we have talked in the past about MCNs like Channel Awesome, so um, last year, the controversy behind that is that they were awarded, like, through YouTube, $70 million. And so they spent that money on their content creators to make, like, quality. But now it's come to people's attention that they, um, how they spent the money was, um, their business plan on how they would spend that money was not used wisely. <laughs> so, so now they've kind of, uh, Defy Media is no more, and they have uh, disbanded as a company. <laughs> so, did they take all the money with them when they disbanded, or did they spend I, it all? I think they spent it all. I hope that they hmm. did. They just comp- spend it unwisely, or did somebody just take the money and run? Yeah. It's it's more than I mean, with these MCNs, it's more than likely that somebody just took the money and run. <laughs> but uh, sounds like any regular company. <laughs> it's it sounds like any regular company that kind of doesn't know what they're doing. But <laughs> and um, um, knows the platform, knows how many views that these people get, but then. Um, doesn't treat their workers right. <laughs> that sounds pretty much like, again, any company. <laughs> I mean, we're not going <laughs> to go into um, in detail what companies, right? Um, no, we wouldn't. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't want to. We wouldn't. Um, not to mention any names. We're not going to mention any names. Um, 
and outside of um, maybe like one of my former jobs, but that's mm. about it. Mm. <laughs> but, that um, could be correct. <laughs> that um, could be correct. No, not, not to mention. No, I mean more of like one that I had in like 2012, but mm. that's what I mean. Oh, um, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Um, so now all the people that worked for them are are scrambling to find other they're looking avenues. For, they're um, those content creators are now, and they're very successful content creators are now looking for another MCN. Hopefully we um, um, don't have to go back to rock and listen to The Who and be like... What's wrong with listening to The Who? Hopefully it... Nothing's wrong with mm. listening to The Who. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just referring back to um, um, the new boss is the same as the oh, old yeah, boss. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, won't get fooled again. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> that type of thing, but yeah. Let's see. Um, so let's see. Um, more cowbell. Um, Sony Prop One Three Yomacon. Um, How about really quick? I don't want to throw you off here, but you know I got to bring up something community service wise so what i want to throw out there this week is giving tuesday giving tuesday yeah do you guys all familiar with that i'm sure it's out there now um yeah i've heard of it on facebook i keep getting a notification say it's giving tuesday giving tuesday and now do you know what it is do you understand like giving tuesday i do not okay so it started out with some of the bigger tech companies wanting to do something good before the holidays. People always t- tend to jump into charitable organizations and volunteering around Thanksgiving. And that can be really overwhelming for the smaller, like everybody wants to serve food at the soup kitchen on Thanksgiving. They're really not set up to handle that many volunteers. And I don't want to dissuade anybody from doing it, but they have needs all year round. So Giving Tuesday is coming the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and it's giving you some options on and ideas on things that you can do to help these charitable organizations throughout the year. They have a couple of suggestions um, that you can, of course, you can donate money because they can always use money all year round. You can find out if you can do some pro bono work for a charitable organization. Like you're really good with web security, Ian. You could go to a company and say, you know, do you need any help with your with your web dis- with your website with security if you're a lawyer you can say maybe I can look over some papers for you um, just just giving people different ideas and ways that they can contribute to these charitable organizations um, and to your point um, I mean I get what you're saying like doing that giving Tuesday is um, is a good idea but it needs <sighs> Within these nonprofits, within these organizations, there needs to be more consistency. There can't be uh, one day in the middle of September, there's um, exactly um, 50 people come to volunteer because – and they schedule for three hours. And that's not the right path to go. Um, uh, 
one, there's too many volunteers, and one, and no, and two, um, they need more like five people once a week. That's exactly what Giving Tuesday is all about. It's letting you know that we can't handle a thousand people who want to come serve food one day a year, that we need help all year round. And here are some ideas. Here are some, you can go to volunteersorg.com and you can find different areas and ask them what kind of help they need. And it's just to bring attention um, to how they can use help all year round and not just throw it all on them on one day and then forget about them for the rest of the year. So there's links to your local, your neighborhood organizations if you want, to um, nationwide, to worldwide. Even UNICEF has gotten involved now. Um, Google is involved. Microsoft is involved. Sony's involved. I think Bill and Miranda Gates gave them $2 million last year. And, even you know, a cash donation is great. You can find out if your employer has matching cash donations. Um, it's just a way to bring attention that they need help all year round, not just one day, one day a year. Yeah, so it's the exact opposite of um, – it's the same method as EA trying to put in loot boxes into their games, but it has a much better effect, right? <laughs> right? I, that was like a foreign language to me. <laughs> what did he just say, Phil? Did he just compare Giving Tuesday to a loot box? Not very well, in my opinion. Okay, I, I know it was a bad analogy, but I think for Phil, he gets what I'm getting at. <laughs> they, I'm saying that, like EA, they want people to consistently pay and volunteer to that. Instead of buying a, a sixty dollar game once a year in the addition in the in the example of Madden, let's say. Um, you know, you you know, you you buy a little, you buy Madden all year round. Let's say, in the form of loot boxes. And then EA gives that money to people who need it. Oh no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Well, no. EA gives the money to their to their executives. There, and now we're and back to like that YouTube company <laughs> and their shareholders and their poor little shareholders who are suffering so much right they now. They only they only get one million dollars a year. Oh, oh, I, so I don't see how you can get by on that much. Oh my gosh! I have no idea. I only my heart is my heart I, is aching right now. I only make half a percent of that a year. <laughs> I don't know how I live on that. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So it's a great cause, um, in my opinion. Um, and it also on. helps, I want to say one more thing, it also helps to bring the focus for the holiday season back to helping others and, and giving to others. And it kind of hopefully contrasts some of that commercialism that's that begins immediately with after your Thanksgiving dinner, the mad shopping, gimme, gimme. It, it kind of brings a focus to right after Cyber Monday, like, hey, you know, Let's take a look at what we can do to help other people. Let's bring it back into focus here. It's not all about shopping and who's got the biggest tree. Yeah. It's, so it's, a, it's more about um, understanding that people have issues and um, this problem is within our control. Like, as we said on other episodes, um, the only thing that um, 
a home, eh, someone who doesn't have a home, their only issue is that they've lost their connections. And mm -hmm. so um, to be able to consistently be able to help people is a good thing mm -hmm. <laughs> to that. To, and that's the focus because it kind of works like anything else, just um, works in layers. <laughs> But yeah, um, do we um, do we want to get into another country and talk about um, copyright infringement? <laughs> nah, I'm not. I'm not versed enough on what's going on in that space. I I hear all sorts of conflicting things. All right, um, I will only get into it just a little bit. Educate us, Ian. What, what's going on with uh, copyright in other countries? Um, European Union is trying to pass something called Article 13, which inherently, if somebody holds a copyright to music, if you were to put um, that music inside a video, they can automatically strike it and take the video down. And unless you could um, prove that you were the person that has the content, it would um, it would still stay down. So, say I wrote some music, and I came to find out that um, somebody was using my music, I can take it down. But I'd have to show um, the um, network, like the social networks, like YouTube or Facebook and stuff like that, that this is my copyright. <laughs> and so YouTube has decided they're going um, – if this Article 13 passes, um, they're going to ban themselves from the – EU and no longer have uh, video content within that country. <laughs> that actually sounds like a pretty appropriate response on YouTube's part because that's that would be just a mammoth police job on their part, in which I'm sure they don't have any appetite to uh, to uh, to take on unless the EU is going to give them billions and billions of dollars to staff up um, with people and and tech to do this. I mean, it looks more and more like a review of We Happy Few, <laughs> a living inside a huge bubble and always having to stay happy by uh, popping pills. Mm -hmm. Sounds a lot like that. but <laughs> um, Except in the EU, you probably won't be able to write a song about it anymore is what it sounds like. It, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> you won't be able to. Um, you won't be able to talk about um, um, any Beatles song. Sorry. <laughs> so I couldn't even hum a Beatles song without getting in trouble it, in the EU. Um, hey, if you, um, the only song you'll be seeing is you'll say goodbye. And I'll say goodbye too. <laughs> <laughs> but 
that's the only one I can think of. <laughs> but now, uh, do we want to talk about anything else? Um, I think I'm good. Um, is there anything else you wanted to make sure we touched on today? Um, just one other thing that um, we will probably be back in a month because um, one of us is having um, moving plans. So I've where are you going, Kathy? To- <laughs> yeah. Are you leaving us? No. Not me. Not me. Are you? Are I'm you not still? planning on moving. Hmm, who could that be? Who else, who's left? Um, <laughs> um, I should change my name to Ian the Super Busy, but <laughs> but no, like um. I've got to prepare on that level, but so if you don't hear us for a month, I'm sorry. I have um, we have far too much to do right now. That's a little more important. But yeah, um, and we'll probably have kind of a. Um, more, we'll have um, a welcome back special in about a month. We'll have a welcome back in about a month, yes. Um, but no, I am always um, happy to be here. I am um, don't know about... Um, um, uh, I don't know much about um, being... Um, what's it called? Um, being crazy, I don't think I am. Right, Kathy? <laughs> It's not just I've, if you're crazy. I've, I've found over the years that if you're wor- if you worry about whether or not you're crazy, you're fine. You're not crazy. <laughs> you're not crazy. Well, I think it's not just if Ian's crazy. It's just a matter of how crazy. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it, you. Hey, that goes. That goes for most companies. That goes with Defy Media. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's. Can you say that again? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a matter of if you're crazy. It's a matter <laughs> of how crazy are it, you. It's a matter of how. It's a matter <laughs> of how much. Yes. Um, so where can we find? Uh, where can we find you, Phil? <laughs> well, every now and then I show up on the RD uh, Nerd Fighters um, Twitter feed. Other than that. Um, be looking for more uh, Stan Lee cameos. Uh, um, I will be at um, on Twitter at eInformed, informed with an A, and also um, doing cameos of Waluigi, <laughs> as I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to be f- making your own Smash Brothers with uh, Waluigi in it. Yes. Um, <laughs> But instead of his head, we'll, um, we'll replace it with a pumpkin. Yes. No, that'll, that's, that's a way you can sneak him in there. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just smashing pumpkins. It's the reference. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, Kathy, where can we find <laughs> you? You, know. <laughs> you already know you can't. So. I, don't uh, even try. I will. Yeah, I thought you would be probably ringing more cowbell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a possibility. It's a possibility. 
yes. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, um, it's all a matter of how much, right? And um, and if your fever, you still have a fever, just get some more cowbell. Just get some more cowbell. Yes. Thank you. Um, thank you for listening. And DFT.